You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Drinking with Authors, the Literary Briefs Edition. Dun, dun, dun. I have been your, I am your host. Wow, I had so much gin. I am your host, Erica Lance. My co-host is the amazing J.M. Paquette. And our guest today is Jay Thomas. Woo! I, I really want a crowd. I did a live we, drinking with authors. There and was I had a, crowd. a crowd. We had a crowd. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We did it at a convention. There was like 75 people in the room drinking with us. That was, you know, level up right there. Um, okay, let's talk about what we're drinking real quick as I stare at my cup. Longingly, somebody seems to freeze frame that. Um, I have got about a quarter left of my gin and tonic, which is cucumber lime tonic. Um, uh, JM? What are you what are you drinking for the I'm drinking chamomile tea like an old lady because that's appropriate. Yeah. Okay. It's okay, tasty. Jay. We know what yeah, shut up about the damn chamomile tea. Like literally nobody cares about the, gonna sleep the only thing that's cool is your stupid tea. cups. Your cups are cool, but the chamomile sleepy time, yes. The cup is very, very cool. Other than that, and when you have a teapot, it's very, very cool. I, do, I don't have a teapot tonight. But nobody goes, you know what? The coolest thing I drank today was chamomile tea. That's because they haven't tried it. <laughs> said, said nobody ever. Ever. Um, Jay, Don't you knock go... it till you try it, Jam. That's right. <laughs> oh, I'm like, cat ladies everywhere disagree. <laughs> yeah, I'll get hate mail from cat ladies. That'll be great. <laughs> okay, Jay, your drink, though, tops everything. Well, anything could top chamomile tea, but your drink tops everybody's drink. Please tell the crowd about it. Yep. So I am drinking uh, my in-laws homemade uh, bottled wine that they import the grapes from Italy and hand make it uh, every year come the fall. They, they stomp the grapes. It's a big uh, family gathering and um, it is a red uh, wine blend. Um, it's very exceptional. Like I said, um, no sulfites, so no hangover, which is fantastic. I love drinking stuff that doesn't have preservatives in it. So. Oh, me too. Hashtag <laughs> no hangovers. As oh, somebody yeah. who has an excuse to drink all the time because of the podcast, hangovers are bad. <laughs> okay, so I don't have an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually have an excuse either. Yeah. <laughs> I just sort of make up one. I'm like, it's my job. There you go. <laughs> Uh, not really. Um, so let's do rapid fire questions. So the first question we ask every author this, what is your favorite book of all time? Favorite book of all time. Ooh, it, it has to be, it's going to be Dune by Frank Herbert, the first one. Okay. Why? The world building and beginning of the entire story I think resonates the most with me. It was my first fantasy novel that I really sunk my teeth into and really fell in love with writing and storytelling from. Very cool. Now your least favorite book of all time. 
Ooh, that's a, that's that's a very very tough one. Um, there are so many I hated. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, you know what? And I I will probably get it from some of the the viewers. And this Perfect. is this is almost a cop out, but it's going to be the third Harry Potter. I didn't like it. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh my gosh. Well, I, you know, I've already got cat ladies all pissed off at me. So let's <laughs> yeah, just get that's, the whole I crowd just, going. Why didn't you like Prisoner of Azkaban? That is like the introduction of probably my favorite character in that book series. So serious, yeah. And yeah. I love Sirius and I Order of the Phoenix, I absolutely loved. And and it was funny that that book, uh, Order of the Phoenix is probably my favorite book. And uh, it's my least favorite movie. Which I can I don't, understand I don't... that because... The problem was, is the books went from being this big to being this yep. big, you know, yep. and I think the Order of the Phoenix was the first one that like grew to two and a half times the size of the other ones, if I recall. Yeah, correctly. exactly. Like book three got a little bit bigger, but book four was like, Rah! and you're like, yeah, um, so we can't put all of this in a movie. <laughs> we're gonna have to just um, cut half of it. <laughs> we're gonna cut. We're actually gonna cut any of the political stuff. We're not even yep. ever gonna talk about the house elves ever. Nope. Like, yeah. But I know I get it. I get, do you finish books? Yeah. Like yeah. even if you don't like it. I've had, I. The only time I won't finish a book is if I get through the first couple chapters and I really can't bear it. If I'm if I get more than like forty percent in, I have to finish it. I have OCD. I I can't. I I have to finish things. I can't just not. I can't. So I'm gonna give a little word of advice, and I trust me, I understand the OCD thing. Jen will attest to that with me. Um, but that is such a waste of your time. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get time back well the thing is this you've already paid for the book so you've given the author the royalties to it right yeah so you've already got check that part's done right um unless you are an avid reviewer which is going to be my next question regardless if, if you will review a book regardless if it's good or bad yeah that if you if that's not the case you are literally just giving away precious time because it's not good like point. you're good they're going to get any more fulfilled from you reading it than the money you already gave them. Yeah. So do you review everything or do you only review like a certain number of stars and above? Yeah, I will only review if I am, am four star, four or five stars, I'll only review. I won't review anything lower. So, so now you to your point, I get your books. I think you should approach reading books that if you are like, I'm not going to give this a four or five star, Chuck, because then you literally are doing it for nothing other than to waste yep. your time. It's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. She I mean, told me that for years, and it wasn't until I got Kindle Unlimited that I finally took her advice. And now I will not finish a book. But before, I was like, no, I. the author spent so much time writing this. I owe it yeah, to yeah. them, you know, like that kind of. But now I'm like, no, no, like I'm 10 like, pages in, I'm not into money. it, done. Yeah, you gave him the money for it, yeah. Right? I had this dream um, and it was funny because I actually got a review of one of my stories that was kind of similar to this dream. I had this dream that I was on a panel and somebody stood up and told me how much they hated my book. And I was like, okay, but thank you for buying it. 
I don't, I don't care. I got the royalties. I don't give a shit what you think of my book. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you have to almost take that approach because, yeah. you know, I want people to love my, okay. I, I want people to probably be freaked out by my stories, but I do enjoy it when um, people like my stories. I think that's great. Right. But I don't live and die by that fact um, because I write because I enjoy writing and if, sure. if you don't like my story, but you bought my book, thank you. I mean, I got a review that was a one-star review of a short story that said, you know, Erica Lance promotes suicide. I was like, did you read the story? Because that's not what it does. Yeah. But I'm like, it's okay. She bought the book. It's fine. I'm good with it. That's okay. I yeah. got my 70 cents or whatever the hell I got from it. All good. So just food for thought. What about your book's reviews? Oh, OCD, this could it not be good for you. Do you read every single one of them? Yes. Um, oh, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, you know, everything has gone well so far. I've, I've only either got four or five stars. If I do encounter a lower review, I am dreading the day that it comes because I can promise you the OCD will eat eat at me. And I so, think that's going to be a learning experience for me as well. Do me a favor when that happens, before you get upset, I want you to go on Amazon and look up Dune. And I want you to click on the one star reviews of Dune. Fair enough. That will put you in the right headspace. Not every book yeah. is for every person. And on the internet is given a great opportunity for people to just vo word vomit that they would never do to your face. And yeah. so you, you get like one star reviews of a romance novel and they're like, this book had a kiss in it. It's like, yeah, it's a ro what? Why did you read it? Like, what did you think <laughs> it was going to be? So a lot, of, a lot of those one star reviews are just, you know, that's not your reader. Yeah. It's, it, and, and it is, I mean, it's one thing if you get a review that goes, the tenses are switching all the time, the punctuation That's, is terrible. Yeah. If you get a bad review like that, or several of them, is an, and, and this is more somebody that's not gone through necessarily a publication. I'm assuming you have editors and proofreaders at the publication yeah. company, right? Um, so a lot of times you see this more with self-published work, for instance, where like things like, then you pay attention to those reviews. You might need to have your book edited again, if that's what the reviews are saying. But if they're sure. like, you know, um, you know, I did, there's kissing in this romance book, one star. <laughs> how could thanks, you thanks for buying my book yeah <laughs> you gotta think when they can yeah. do it you gotta go yeah yeah my book because you're just gonna <laughs> encounter that and if you if yeah, you don't sure. that's why some authors just don't read their reviews but i think if you're going to you need to remember the review is not written for you the review was written for other readers mm -hmm. right and you have to take everything with a grain of salt. Because again, you're not going to please every person in the room. It's just not going to happen. Um, okay, But do that. I'm serious. If you get a review that upsets you, go literally look up your favorite book and look up the one-star reviews on your favorite book. And you will be like, nah, I got it. It's fine. Because, you know, yeah. like the... I'm quite sure Stephen King could give a flying crap sticks about one-star reviews. Like, yeah, I don't think he cares. <laughs> he doesn't, and it's not because as a writer he can't grow and blah blah blah. Um, it's because 
you have to learn that that is just what's happening. The only time he gave a crap was when the cell came out. I think it was a cell, right, Jen? Where it had all those errors in it, where the editor was not great. <laughs> then yeah. he gave a crap about it. And, and I recommend this for all authors. Put a little thing on your site that says, hey, if you find errors in my book, email me. Because then they'll, they can send you the stuff. And if it's worth changing, it's worth changing. Because otherwise you can rewrite your book Every year, because you're a better writer, every time you write more stuff, you can rewrite your book a thousand times. So don't do that. No. Um, okay, what is your favorite book to movie? Like where you think they did a really good job with the movie? This is fun based on the previous episode. Um, where yeah. you think they did a really good job with the movie um, from the book? Let me think here. This is going to take a second. Where you didn't go, I'm going to kill everyone in the room. <laughs> yep. Um, let me see here, because I have mixed feelings about the first, you know, obviously I just told you my favorite book was Dune. Um, I have mixed feelings about um, the most recent movie adaptation of... Um, I can say with all honesty, I still haven't seen it, because my boyfriend... Yeah. Uh, the reason I haven't seen it, which is, <laughs> I think, a good reason, Jen, you're going to like this. So when it was coming out, my boyfriend, we, we do a lot of road trips. So we bought Dune the audiobook, and he listened to the audiobook. And I had already I had already read it 80 million years ago. Um, but I listened to it again. And he, um, I was on a work trip. So he watched Dune. He was like, hey, I'm going to watch it. And I'm like, it's fine. And then I got home and I'm like, okay, I was going to watch it. And he's like, you're going to want to wait because where it ends, it's just going to piss you off. So oh, wait for yeah. the next one. And I was like, okay, he knows, he knows me really, really well. If I was going to just break shit, it's better that I wait and watch it when the next one comes out. That's fair. Cause it does, I mean, it's huge sprawling. So it does half and then, you know, so it ends in the middle. So I will give you the answer. Um, oh, and that would actually, be good. We have yeah, we haven't we haven't spoke about it, and it's I I just came to mind because I actually really like what they did was uh, Ready Player One, which they made into a movie, and I, actually, I thought I, I thought the book was very very I I loved the book, and I think that the the movie was even exceptionally well done. Yeah, it's Somebody, different, but in the right way. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Definitely. Somebody was on a podcast and said that was their least favorite, which is going to be my follow-up question. Really? They didn't like it. And I said, you know, it's interesting to me, though, because I feel this way about Katniss and Hunger Games, which that is one of my favorite book to movie. I think they did a brilliant job. But yeah. um, the, the main character, um, oh, my gosh, in Ready Player One is not a – I always want to say Will Wheaton is not the main character. He did the audio book, though, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he's not a likable character. Like that yeah. actual character in the book is not truly a likable character. And I like what they did because they're doing it to an audience, first of all, that wouldn't get most of the references in the book the way it was. Like, I think they did yeah. it really well with how they showed a lot of the references, but a lot of people would get it. And that character and some of the interactions he has would not have been palatable to most audiences the way he is written in the book. And, yes. and Ready Ready Player Two only doubles down on. Did you read Ready? Oh Ready my Player God! Two? Yeah, doubles. I was this like, awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have not read the second book yet, but I I have 
and it was actually for that reason because my friend that actually told me to read the the book before the movie came out he's like hey listen uh by the way the second one i if if you if you're not crazy about the main character i wouldn't actually read the second one so i haven't no. read it for that reason well, we'll just you, say we'll I just spent the whole book stuff. wanting him to grow up. Like I just, yeah. I was like, in the movie, you did a thing, you had an arc, and you developed, and you grew. <laughs> and in the book, he's like, yeah. I like that though, because yeah. you know how I feel about it. When the, some of the character, I write characters that don't grow up or don't change yeah, or yeah. don't get better, and I, I don't think we see that enough. I know a lot of people like that, so that's probably why we don't see that a lot. What a but- hero. I want a hero. I know you want a hero and you want a happy ending, blah, blah, blah. But I, I thought the second book was really good from that aspect is that he gets himself into quite a situation because of the butthead that he is. So I I get it, but I also understand why your friend said that because you, you you enjoy him a lot less in the second book than in the first. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I I also think, uh, sorry, uh, what I was going to say is I think from your perspective that when you encounter a character that you're reading about like this and it's it's so frustrating to read the character and that he won't change, I think it actually has a kind of reverse psychology effect where you're actually more involved in the book because you're like, I need this character to change. I need to see something out of him and he just doesn't. And I feel like at the same time, while it might anger the reader, it resonates more because they're thinking about it more. Definitely. I always say that um, The Scarlet Letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne is usually the book you read in school, but um, I use that as my example. Like you're reading it, no one changes and it's super frustrating. But the whole point is that everyone in that book is frustrated and no one is happy. And it's like, oh, okay. So you you get it. You feel what the characters feel. So I think there's probably some of that happening. Like he is not satisfied. So of course, why would the reader be? Yeah. Well, and I think that's true. She did the same thing with The Hunger Games. Katniss does not grow well, I mean, she breaks. She's, well, she's broken. There's a lot of characters that break, but she literally does not change, breaks, and is not the hero of that story. She, she's she breaks absolutely like, not the hero of that story. She breaks so, like Frodo breaks, which is always like, I know I love Harry Potter and, and I love a lot of things about it, but Harry Potter has terrible things happen and he's always okay. Like he never, yeah. it never really sinks in. And when we see him as, you know, at, even at that, at the end a little bit, like he's still, he's, he's, he's okay. You know, he, he's yeah. the same guy, but at least for Little Katniss. Plot and, armor. Yeah. Right. For Frodo, <laughs> like, you know, these are real events in their lives that, that broke them. Like they, yeah. there are some things you don't recover from. And I think Definitely. that's something that people can relate to. And I think that's where, you know, we've talked about it with other series and stuff like that, where people write a lead character and it's just frustrating when all they come out as a, the superhero all the time. And you're like, but no, this horrible, tragic thing happened. You would not be okay at the end of that thing. And if you are, there's something really seriously fucking wrong with you that you're okay at the yeah. end of this twisted tale. Okay, what about one that you feel that they did an absolutely horrible movie that you were like oh this is terrible or tv show other than the shining <laughs> oh you beat me to it you gave that all right uh yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm gonna go with game of thrones and i 
only i mean we could say yep yeah, sure season seven and eight the the book wasn't finished when they did it but the way that they ended game of thrones is probably the most heartbreaking experience i've gotten from any sort of uh literature or entertainment in my life the ending to game of thrones <laughs> I agree, because it's not just it didn't follow the book. There was a point in time a lot of the character arcs stopped following the book. Like, I want to say season three is really when stuff started breaking. Like, they, you know, they were going in different directions, right? Yep. Totally fine. I agree a thousand percent with you. I was like, this is fucking wretched, what they're doing. And the worst part is, is the fans were going, hey, what are you doing? It was very much like, we don't care. You know, like that was what was really interesting about that particular thing, because we can, as people who read the books, not everybody who goes to see a movie reads the books, right? That's Yeah, of course. Probably the majority of people that went and saw Ready Player Run never read the book, right? Or even knew that it was a book, hypothetically, unless they follow Will Wheaton and then they might have known it was a book. But, um, you know a lot of people tried to blame books or whatever and you just go no and this had such a massive fan base and it wasn't the people who read the books that were pissed off about what happened it was probably 85 percent of the actual fan base that was like are you kidding me you know like especially that when the season eight finale premiered benioff and weiss turned off their phone and just shared a bottle of wine which is even more frustrating because I think deep down they knew that everyone was going to hate it. And by the point, I mean, you know, we talk about obviously the, the fidelity, we kind of started veering off long before that, but the fact that they ended the show and they just kind of disconnected and said, we know (laughs) that everybody's going to hate us, but we don't care. We're just going to disconnect and have a bottle of wine is even more infuriating because I think they knew that nobody was going to be happy and they still, you know, went with how they, how they, you know, drew it up. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay. Um, if you could be any mythical or fantastical creature, what would you be? Hmm. That's a, probably a warlock. I mean, I, yeah, I would say, uh, I feel like that fits in the realm. I mean, it's still human, but, um, oh, you have magical yeah, probably... powers though. That's fantastical. Yeah. yeah. Right. That, that's what I think. I mean, Oh, I feel like a warlock is a good choice. I, I, always had the you know obsession with with harry potter and i i would like as far from the gaming perspective too i think a warlock would probably be my choice so like deal with a demon to get your powers kind of deal yeah yeah oh yeah (laughs) not the wizard in the book (laughs) no 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 i mean harry potter i mean to be a wizard sure that would you know that would be an easy choice but i like the darker element to a warlock I like it. I like it. What is your favorite weird food combination? Favorite weird food? Oh, God. (laughs) My wife is going to hate me that I'm saying this and putting this out into the world. Uh, Mozzarella sticks and ketchup. Ketchup? Yep, not marinara sauce. Ketchup. Okay, Jen, you shut it. You have the weirdest food things. I don't even want to see your face right now. I don't know. Ketchup versus mozzarella sauce. I don't know. I I I guess I did it when I was younger, and I guess I don't know because I I guess when I was younger, I would just heat up the frozen mozzarella sticks, and there was never like marinara sauce on hand, so I would just use ketchup, and now I just do it all the time. 
Uh, my wife like, says I'm an embarrassment when I do that at a restaurant, but what are you going to do? I, I mean, it's like spaghetti sauce. It's just really sweet. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, I, okay. All right. And hey, I can't okay, change so, it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so do you prefer a paper or ebook? Where are you? Do you want to hold a paper book or do you want to I want to hold a paper book. Yeah, I, I get book. really bad migraines as it is, so I can't stare at a screen too long. I have the blue light glasses for when I write. So if I'm going to read, I'd rather paper. Uh, what was the most recent show you binged? Most recent show I binged, let's see here, what did I just finish? I actually just did my um, rewatch of, what did I just finish? I actually finished rewatching the originals uh, two weeks ago. That's a good show. Which I'm, I'm sure you're a fan of as well with the uh, with the vampires yeah i just i i actually really really love that show that's got to be in my top five of all time um i love how it's more serious than the vampire diaries that was a little yeah. bit you know too there's high more school drama, drama high school yeah, yeah. the originals but got... the originals was like a darker portrayal of what i actually feel like it would be and i thought it was exceptional yeah that's a good time i actually um, just drove through the town where vampire diaries was filmed you went did you did you take a picture of the of the the clock tower I've already, I've been there before. I was driving through it and I'm like, wait, I know this place. Cause I, I <laughs> I've been here before. I'm one of those people on road trips that will actually exit from directions and recheck to see if there are better routes because they don't always reroute you. Waze and Google don't always go, wait, you should actually stop and go this whole other way, even yeah. if you know traffic. So I'll do that. And we went through all these little towns in Georgia and I'm like, wait a minute. I, I know this is where Vampire Diaries is filmed. <laughs> My boyfriend was like, how do you know that? Did you go there's to the, the cloud to the and there's the the pub and, and there's yeah. where Damon's store is and like because I've been there before and he's like this is terrifying and I'm like yeah that's Alina's house like I was <laughs> went through it um what about oh my gosh I had a question and then I just lost I, it I have one okay what good. was your yes. what was your favorite subject in school history history yeah and then later in college it was very it became uh creative writing and um i actually in college after probably more towards college i most of the electives i took uh were actually philosophy i i really really fell in love with philosophy um in college and i was a I was a business major, so obviously philosophy had no connection or relevance. So all the electives I took, I made sure were philosophy and it worked out towards my coursework that I was able to do that. Um, but that was like my second love in college was philosophy. That makes sense. I have okay. more if you, if you don't. I was trying to remember what my question was and then I was listening to the answer to that. So I'm going to drink some more gin and let you ask. Uh, you go for um, it. What was the first album that you bought for yourself? First album. That's a good one. Broken uh, Wings, Mr. Mister. 10. <laughs> Probably. And this was definitely because of my dad. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm tr I, I know all the songs in the album, and I can't think of the album name. And it is Rush, which is a rock group. Yeah. Oh yeah, I no, we all know Rush. Is it twenty one twelve? I think it's twenty one twelve. Is that with is that with YYZ? Oh no, that's Moving Pictures, right? Is YYZ? Yeah. 
Yep. Why? That's YYZ, YYZ right? Limelight. No, Limelight or... is Rush. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the moving picture. Oh, yeah. And I think that was the first album I bought, and that was because of my dad, because he was a massive Neil Peart fan. Was it on cassette or CD? Can we date you? CD. Yeah, CD. CD. Yeah, you could date me. Mine was a vinyl yeah. record. Thanks for dating me, too, there, Jennifer. Hey, I used to buy cassette tape singles to play in my cassette tape in my car. One song on each side. Singles. <laughs> yeah, that was a gigantic waste of plastic, wasn't it? No, this was a one-song record that had broken oh, see, wings on one side. See, I have, then... I have 45s. I still have them from my mom. From your mom. Thanks. From my mom. But we listened to them when I was little. Whatever. I still have them. I have a record player. I had an eight-track for a long, long time. I'm not so that I old, never, but I, I, I had eight-track stuff for a long, long time, which had like all the stadium bands like Rush and Journey and all these bands because that was before you had to be super attractive to be in a band. There was that phase in the 80s. Like <laughs> you had to be able to do a really sexy video in those stadium bands. Not so much. Oh, Queen. <laughs> Queen. Queen. Live Aid. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um. Do you, is there a book that you read regularly, like read once a year or something like that? Do you have any of not? Some people read like the same book every year. No, I I really haven't, and that's really strictly from a time perspective. I mean, the book I've read the most because I try to do this thing every year when I rewatch all the Harry Potters, I reread all the books, and I think the book I've read the most is. Uh, Sorcerer's Stone because I always try to start reading well in this case Philosopher's Stone but um when I start reading it I'm like okay I'm gonna watch all the movies again read all the books and then you know holidays hit because I always do it around the holidays and then I never actually get to the point where I get th through the whole read through so that's probably the book I've read the most because I do the rewatch every year that's cool that's very cool Oh, that was what I was going to ask. Now I remember the question I was going to ask. Have you watched Wednesday? No, but I've heard great things. My mom told me to watch that. It's very, very good. It's very they did a yeah. very good job. But it's based on the original, um, like, kind of comics of the Addams Family, not... Okay. Not Fun the... fact, my my uh, at my mom's house, my dad bought a uh, Addams Family pinball machine, and we still have it downstairs in the basement. Awesome. And it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great like vintage game to have. Um, I literally told my mom, I said, when I, my wife and I are looking to buy a house right now. So when I buy a house, I'm going to set up a game room in my house and I'm taking the pinball machine. She's like, that's fine. I don't want it. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's one of those things that you either love it or you're like, what, what the hell am I going to do with this thing? You know? Yeah. So I saw a friend of mine had a cabinet that had like Frogger and Centipede and Pac-Man and like had a cabinet that was built with, I'm like, I need to get one of those, but then I don't have. Yeah. My, and then space. next to the pinball machine is a cabinet with Robotron, oh. which is. Uh, yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. So um, yeah. um, Jen, I'm going to give you the final question, but I'm going to ask a question first, make it good. You know, I'm going to give you a seven out of 10 on the last final question. So you do got to do better, maybe six and a half. Um, what is your favorite video game to play? Favorite video game of all time, and it's not even close, is Skyrim. Oh, 
Yeah. Do so much time. Oh my yes. God, I just forgot his name. I was like, can you, have you ever managed to save him? The guy who dies in the village where you adopt his kids. Oh my God. In Skyrim. Are you, talk- the, are you talking about in the beginning or like yeah. the first opening? So it's either um, you either side with Hadvar or Rayloff. Those are the two yeah. options that you could no, side with. No, there's a with. guy in the middle and I, oh my God, I, I, it's going to kill me that I can't remember his name, but no matter like how many different ways you play it, like he always died. Alvar, is that right? Alvar always dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the, my husband plays it like crazy and he finally played okay. one where he didn't die. And he was like, I found it. <laughs> yeah, there's, and then there's a, there's a guy that you can't save when you walk into solitude for the first time, which is one of the cities and you open up the doors and this guy getting executed and like you, tr- I have spent so much unnecessary time trying to save this guy. Like even like trying to like mod the game with console commands to save this guy. Every time he dies, he's just written out of the game no matter what. And it's so infuriating. Um, but the the modding community of Skyrim is so profound still like 12 years later, 13, 11 years later at this point. That's why I just have always had this constant love for the game because at any given time, at any given playthrough, you could sit down and play like a brand new game because of how evolved the modding has been. It's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. All right, I do. I have a final question. I don't know how Eric is going to rate suck. it. I swear I will mute Who you. Who would play your main character in the movie? Okay, that's okay. <laughs> and this is this is because I have a bias, and it is Timothy Chalamet would be my main character that I would love. Yeah, enjoy him. I enjoy him. We'll we'll give that an A plus. Jay, you've been so much fun to have on this show. I really really appreciate that. I had a lot of fun with you guys. I also finished my glass of wine too, which is awesome. I'm glad you finished a glass of wine. <laughs> Normally, I finish a bottle of wine on these shows, yeah. so I'm proud of your restraint. I um, tried to be on my best behavior this time. Oh, see, that's one thing with our show you never have to do. You'll have to come back and see us again as your next book comes out. And stuff when like I finish that. the second book, I'd be more than happy to join you guys again. Yes. I'd love that. I'd love that. Okay, shameless self-promotion time. Tell people where to find your what the name of your book, the name of your second book coming out, and where to find you. First book is The Unifier, uh, that is by Jay Thomas, that you can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Target, and Walmart. Uh, you can also find it on my website as well, which is theunifierbook.com, where you'll get updates of the second book, which is The Unifier, um, Caron. Very cool. And Caron is, for those that don't know... Caron is, in Greek mythology, he is the ferryman to the underworld. Which is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I am so glad you were here. We really uh, have had a great time having you guys. This has been Drinking with Authors, Literary Briefs Edition. Don't forget to like and subscribe. You're listening right now. Just hit the buttons because that makes the world know how much you love us. And if you feel like leaving a drunken review, we're kind of down for that. We appreciate it. And um, we will see you guys next time. Winter is coming. Prepare with a fine cigar and listen to the Cigar Nerds Podcast. We smoke cigars and talk about movies and all kind of nerdy things. Available at CigarNerdPodcast.com. Also on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com.
This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.